Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back, so deal with it. Let's do this! Awesome. Happy single to Mayo, folks. Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio right here on EC Radio from May 5th, 2015. Graham Gius and Matthew sitting alongside RJ. RJ, how's it going tonight? Doing good tonight, Graham. The final live episode of WrestleRant Radio of our respective your junior year and my sophomore year will be back in September. So four months from now, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, but in the meantime, though, we will be having the archive version up at NextAirWrestling.net every single week in podcast form for the next four months. We'll be having RG on sporadically to talk about, hopefully for the pay-per-view predictions. That's like the key yeah. thing. Pay-per-view predictions or review or whatever. Um, we'll definitely be we'll having find, We'll find time. I'm we'll find time. Around. Exactly. We're flying solo tonight. Our, our guest for tonight, Jacob, actually had to pull out. He had to go into work at the last minute, unfortunately. But um, hopefully he will be on the show in coming weeks. But pretty big show here today. We're talking all about Monday Night Raw from last night, which, in my opinion, one of the better episodes in recent memory. Would you agree? That was pretty good. That is a pretty good show. The, can- the Canadian crowd is nuts. Like, they're yeah. always an awesome crowd. They were really cool. We had the Sami Zayn debut, Dean Ambrose being added added to the main event. Um, what else happened last night? Tamina Sanaka returned. There was so much going on. <laughs> a lot to dissect. But we were talking about it before we went live. We'll talk about this for a few minutes. I know it's Wrestle Rant Radio, but it's lit the entire world on fire. It's, it, it's taken people um, by storm. The Pacquiao-Mayweather fight from Saturday night you watched, of course, right? Yep. So, of course, we were watching it. We talked about it before. Were you underwhelmed or were you entertained? Uh, I would say I was underwhelmed, but knowing how Floyd Mayweather boxes, I knew this is what it was going to be like. He's more of a counter. He's a counter boxer, so he's not going to be the aggressor in the fight. So he's going to wait for whoever he's opposing, like Pacquiao. He's waiting for Pacquiao to throw a punch first, and he'll counter him. Yeah. So people are expecting like this big knockout, which I knew wasn't going to happen. And once it went to decision, I think it was pretty obvious that Floyd Mayweather won. Yeah, it was a pretty one-sided fight for the most part. Like I was telling you before, you look at the fight card, you look at the result card. It could not have been any more obvious that 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 Mayweather was in control for almost all of it. And then, what did you say about Pacquiao that I did not know until you just told me now about I, his injury? I guess he had a torn shoulder labrum, and he got surgery today, or he's getting surgery. Yeah. And he's going to be out to 9 to 12 months. Wow. Yep. Nuts. When, how, how often do they have boxing fights anyway? Every two, every twice a year or something? No, like that, right? pa- or I think Mayweather fight, well, Mayweather doesn't fight that much. I think yeah. he fights like once a year. Oh, Pacquiao does? No, Mayweather does. Oh, Mayweather does. And he's going to fight, his last fight's just to be in September. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh yeah, he's going to retire Tire, at that yeah. point. Right, wow, and he's going to retire undefeated. 49 and 0. Hopefully it would go 50 and 0. I think he should retire. go 50 and 0. He should. Rocky he Marciano's record's 49 and 0. Oh, really? So we got to beat it. Exactly, exactly, but supposedly, like, Come on, Mayweather. this is the last fight on his contract with the Showtime, so like, it would be like another contract yeah. thing. But he makes enough money, so I don't think he'd be worried about it. Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's fine with that. I'm sure he's content <laughs> with the money he's making, especially after Saturday night and all that. That nice $100 million check right now, right there. <sighs> Exactly. The fight might have been underwhelming, but he doesn't care if it's a win. He's got all that money in his back pocket, so no one's complaining from the uh, from the Mayweather camp. But we were talking about that before, and I wanted to mention this too. I saw a meme on Facebook on Saturday. I thought it was the funniest thing. It said, "My prediction for Pacquiao Mayweather: Pacquiao nor Mayweather will win this match because Seth Rollins will be cashing in Money in the Bank." <laughs> it was so funny. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> But um, we were talking about this before, and you weren't really aware of it, but just kind of refresh the memory of those that did not hear about it. It's been all over the dirt sheets, so to speak. Um, it was all over today, too, because she went into detail as to why this happened. Michelle Beadle, who is a uh, glorified WWE fan, she did the interview with Brock Lesnar when he broke the news that he was sticking with WWE about a month or two ago. Um, so she's been all the events. She's a very well-documented WWE fan. Turned in her quote-unquote fan card this past Saturday night after Triple H openly, publicly supported Mayweather in his fight against Pacquiao. Because, of course, there's a lot of... I don't want to go into it all right now. I'm not going to read the entire tweet that she put out. It was pretty lengthy. It was like a story. 
But um, she went into description, she went into detail about how she's been very anti-Mayweather in recent weeks, of course, because of the documented uh, domestic abuse and everything else that uh, Mayweather has gone to jail for over the last couple of years and everything else that he's dealt with personally. But, you know, it, it really comes as no surprise that WWE, I mean, there's such media hounds that they, they like they're glory hounds and that they want that media attention they're like the their the front page of their website was all about mayweather you know for most of friday and saturday he was on wwe programming of course back in 2008 for the feud with the big show they did a special on that in the network so and you know triple h of course would be supporting mayweather because as you said he walked him to his fight he walked him to the ring or to the uh uh, to the squared circle, to the boxing ring, uh, for one of his fights a couple years ago, and all this other stuff. So that came as no surprise. But I mean, I wasn't angry. Like I, like, there's a lot of people that are lashing out at Michelle Beadle for turning in her fan card, so to speak. I mean, I personally, I, I mean, it shouldn't. His his opinion of Mayweather. It's not like he was supporting what he did. He just supported him in the fight, and I mean, I guess her justification was that she doesn't cover WWE. She only watches it. She only watches it as a fan, so she has no, um, you know, there's there's no obligation there to watch the product and comment on it or anything like that. The other, you know, NFL, NBA, whatever, anyone else who supports Mayweather from those you know, organizations, from those sports, she, it does matter, and she can't speak out against it because it's her job to cover the sports. Blah 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 blah. I don't want to go into a huge rant about this, but. Um, what were your thoughts? I know you didn't. You, you said you didn't hear about that, RJ. But do you have any thoughts about the situation surrounding Michelle Beadle and WWE at this moment? Honestly, I could give two shits what Michelle Beadle has to say. She can have her own opinion. I don't think Triple H endorsing Floyd Mayweather should be that big of a deal. He was in the company a couple of years ago when he wrestled at WrestleMania 24, and not, why I don't get why now it would be a big deal after he uh, escorted Floyd to the ring. I think against Canelo Alvarez, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But if she didn't have a problem then, why is it a big problem now? Exactly. I think her more of her issue, as she put in her explanation, was that it was because he made it public to his 2 million Twitter followers or whatever. I'm not exactly sure uh, what her justification was, but that was that. That kind of made the news on Saturday night, Sunday morning, so I thought that was interesting. But the fight itself was a bit underwhelming. But 2015, still a huge year. Great WrestleMania, great Super Bowl. Did you see Avengers 2, by the way? No. You did not see it? No. Did you see Fast and Furious with Cam, though? No. Or he just saw it by himself? I thought he went to go see it with him. No, I did not see Fast and Furious, yeah. He loved that movie. We were talking about that a while ago. But that was a really good movie. Avengers 2 was awesome. But let's get into Raw. Let's get into the wrestling portion of the show here today, which is what the show is all about, freaking about every single week. Wrestling, baby. Monday Night Raw last night. Really good show. Um, actually, be, before we get into Raw, I hate to keep on delaying this, but the E60 special just got off the air. I could not watch it. I was here. I'm going to watch it next week in full. I don't want to watch like a first part of it. I, I can't function that way. But I want to get your thoughts on RJ. What did you think on the E60 special on NXT that just aired? I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I only saw like the first 30 minutes, and it pretty much just went over. They talked to Vince a little bit and Triple H about how they just had to start a developmental to keep the company keep going, and they f form, like focused on Adam Rose, Corey Graves, and Xavier Woods, and talked about like their personal lives and how like Adam Rose has a kid that's like sick at home, so like he has to go on like make money for the family. Corey Graves has injury issues, and then Xavier Woods is trying to get his PhD, so they kind of focus on what I saw. And they went. They showed a couple of production meetings of them like going over the town and like, do they have what it takes to make the main roster? Or how do they change their character? And then, I think it was Rose. They showed Adam Rose like at NXT working with William Regal, and um, I thought it was pretty interesting. I didn't see the whole thing, but I'll definitely see the rest of it. I think it's a, a good piece for WWE and it gets their brand out there and shows what NXT has to offer for any professional wrestling uh, hopeful. It looks like it's well worth the watch. Based off the commercial alone, it looked amazing. And based off what you're saying, it sounds like it's it's great and it's definitely worth the watch. So go out of your way to check it out. It should probably be on, as you said, on YouTube or something like that. They'll have clips on WWE.com or something like that. But looks awesome. Make sure to go out of your way to check that out. We'll talk about the WWE Network stuff if we have time at the end of the show. But kicking off Raw last night, though, like I said, live from Montreal, Canada. Really good show. We had Randy Orton and Roman Reigns going at it, talking about the triple threat at that time for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at the Payback Pay-Per-View, only to be interrupted by The New Day um, coming out, the WWE Tag Team Champions. And I tell you, let's talk about this real quick. And they ended up beating Orton and Reigns in a three-on-two handicap match. I was very surprised that far too often did they put the tag team champs in handicap match situations, and they always lose for whatever reason. I just I don't get that logic at all. 
But the New Day, um, you know, you go back two weeks ago and I was pooping on these guys. You were pooping on these guys. Everyone, hate, uh, everyone hates them. And I'm not saying everyone loves them now, but last night it showed me that they are so much better as heels. Like, I feel like they're finally uh, growing into their own. They're finally coming into their own as heels, especially Kofi Kingston, a guy that's been a heel for his entire, uh, his entire career. I mean, a face. He was as a babyface, exactly. Did I say heel? Sorry, yeah, the exact opposite. He was a babyface for his entire career. Xavier Woods is finally being able to showcase his skills in the mic, and as a character, Biggie is hilarious too. So, what are your thoughts? What have, what have your thoughts been on the recently turned New Day? Has it shifted your thoughts in them at all, or do you still hate them as much as you did before? I hate them as much as I did before. Really? I can't stand any of them. Well, I think right now, anyway, <laughs> I still hate them too, but in different light. I feel like the heat they're getting now, though is at least more effective heat. You know, I don't think it's as cheap of a heat as they were getting before. You know, I feel like at least they're taking the role and they're making the most of it. As baby faces, obviously it wasn't going to work, and they weren't getting any reaction at all. At least as heels, they are getting that reaction. I guess, again, the reaction, but they're just playing off the New Day suck stuff. And Oh, they are. How long that lasts, I have no idea. Exactly. So we'll have to wait and see. I it's mean, not like they're bona fide heels and people just hate oh, them. No. People just hate them because they're not good. Exactly. They don't hate them because they're, yeah. like they're just hateable no characters. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what Bo Dallas was for a while before they ended his like, undefeated streak or something <laughs> like that. Look what happened to him. 13 and Bo. 13 and Bo, exactly. Now he's jabbing to uh, people on WWE Superstars. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like with the Freebird role too, that's pretty cool because we haven't seen that since what? The Spirit Squad? I don't think we have yeah. seen it since, have we? I think since the Spirit Squad. They didn't do it with the Shield, which I thought they were going to. They didn't. And yeah, since the Spirit Squad, and that was like nine years ago. So that's pretty cool. And so yeah, I'm liking what the New Day is doing right now. They were hilarious. They were showing them backstage. That's what killed me the most when they were showing them backstage still so celebrating. <laughs> I was dying when I saw them. Like It was like before the Divas match and you see Nikki Bella going, like, going to the ring and you see the New Day still celebrating. It was so it was funny. Like Kofi and Xavier holding up, yeah, in the middle, and still celebrating. Yes, I loved it. It was so funny. I thought it was, I thought it was great. So I'm, I'm glad to see they're finally coming into their own as heels. But um, after that, though, we had Ryback cutting a promo. I thought this was pretty interesting. We don't have to spend too much time on this. <laughs> but he was talking about his motives as to why he thought that Bray Wyatt might be after him. And there were a couple Goldberg chants here and there, and he pretty much just shut him down. And anytime someone tried to chant something, he likes he didn't like. With the what chants are a prime example. We didn't get any of those last night, thankfully. I hate the what chants. But, um, you know, people, the way that they pace their promos and stuff, they leave that opening where they can say what. And whatever the chant was that they were chanting towards Ryback, he wasn't leaving that opening in his promo so people could chant whatever they were. So, like, he, it really goes to show how far he's come on the mic in the last, I don't know, two or three years or whatever when he was the silent babyface when he first came on the scene and he wasn't really doing much and he couldn't cut a promo to save his life so he's really come a far away come a long way in that sense and then Bray Wyatt interrupted um, kind of the same stuff from him it wasn't a bad promo just the thing with Wyatt and it's not his fault they just need to give him more material to work with you know because a lot of his promos a lot of his feuds are basically the same thing I want to bring the monster out of you whatever whatever um, and again it's not his fault it's just giving him it's just them giving him stuff to work yeah. with and it's kind of Freshen it up a little bit. But what were your thoughts in the segment? Have your thoughts changed in the feud at all since last week? I like the feud. I think it's good for Wyatt to do something. I think Ryback isn't the most decorated wrestler for him to be facing right now. But I think it's someone that he could work with and just get him over another baby face. After Ryback, I really don't know what they do with Bray Wyatt. But like I said, his material is pretty recycled. It's not like... Like oh, I like his promos. I just I feel like they're always similar and they're always like the same like dynamic. Like they don't give him enough to work with. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard for him to get his character over when they keep doing the same old crap. And people can get tired of his promos a lot. I don't really mind them, but most like uh, like casual fan be like this guy just cuts promos every week. Exactly. Yeah. They, he's never like he never really wrestles or like oh like at least go to the ring and do it or like mm-hmm. the backstage segments kind of get a little bit boring. But I think it could be a good feud and why it should definitely go over. I think that's what made that promo the night or the Raw before WrestleMania where he was in the ring and he cut that great promo on The Undertaker. What made that so great was because he was in the ring. You see the lights in the background. Because like you said, I think that's another issue. The setting of his promos is always the same. He's always in the same exact like the place. smoke and then he comes out. Exactly. It's always the same thing and they got to switch it up. At least with the Wyatt family, they were doing different things. And that's what made it such a great act was because they weren't always doing the same thing. They were kind of switching it up a little bit. And that's why they should be back together. But that's another rant for another day. But, um, yeah, I like the feud itself, like you said. 
Wyatt should definitely go over. None of this, you know, even Steven booking crap where Wyatt wins at this pay-per-view and then Ryback wins the next. That's not going to benefit anybody, you know? And with Wyatt, though, I especially, I feel like the, the promos are one thing, but especially to the casual viewer, as you said, that's the most important thing. Like, you look at Cam, I mean, obviously they're more interested than the typical casual viewer, but my, like, my roommate Connor or Cam or whoever, like, those are kind of the eyes of the casual viewer and how they react is kind of how um, the majority would react to these, this kind of thing. But in terms of that he doesn't really back it up. You know, like you said, he doesn't really wrestle much. And the last time people saw him in the ring, like, why should I take this guy seriously if I just saw him in the ring last and he lost to Undertaker, you know? So I feel like they need to have him in the ring more, winning more matches, winning more feuds, obviously, not having... Like, I mean, they did that with after he came back last year, but, you know, it was obvious that all they, that was the only, the only reason why they did that. Just to build him up for Taker. Exactly. It's so they also, like, Undertaker. you said, like, okay, most people watch Raw... They usually only have him around SmackDown if he wrestles, and it's like our truth, like Eric Rowan. Exactly. exactly, people that no one cares about. So yes. won't, like the casual fan, be like, okay, he's beating losers. Mm-hmm. So who cares if he wins? <laughs> the big grim word, losers. Exactly. And like he needs to wrestle against like Ziggler's and stuff like that to get him credible. If he's just doing backstage promos and only wrestles on pay per views. It kind of like limits his act. Exactly. I could see them not having him wrestle. Like I liked it when he wasn't wrestling as much when he was in the Wyatt family, because then you have Eric Rowan and Harper do the end ring work for him, and then when he gets out of the uh, out of the rocking chair and like, oh, like business is about to pick yeah. up. You know, it's like that big fight feel. But now that you don't have Harper and Rowan, and this has been going on since August or uh, since like September or October, um, it, you don't have that same feeling anymore. So you can't afford to do that. And like I said, there. I I would love for someone to give me one good reason why they should not bring back the Wyatt family. Because Rowan is God knows where. I haven't seen him on a run a long time. Harper hasn't won in forever. Harper hasn't won a match to save his life, so they need to do it. And they teased it too on SmackDown last week. It got me excited because they did Harper and uh, Ryback on. Uh, not yeah, Harper and Ryback on SmackDown last week. And then Ryback was talking about how he was going to take out the trash, how he was going to take out the former Wyatt member or to kind of get to Bray Wyatt, whatever. So they kind of made that connection. And after the matchup, though, Wyatt obviously attacked Ryback. And then this brief stare down between Harper and Wyatt. I'm thinking, like, are they going to plant the seeds here? Maybe we see it at the next pay-per-view. Maybe we have, like, Ryback's about to win. And then, like, um, the lights go out and Rowan and Harper are back. I mean, people are going to say, oh, it's been, you know, far too soon. It's going to show that, you know, WWE breaking them up was a failure. But I feel like at this point, it's already well documented that it's, it a, just, failure. it's a failure. So, I mean, they, they might as well just come out and admit it and just kind of go through with it and put them back together. So hopefully that happens Sooner rather than later. And then most importantly, too, we can get Harper and Rowan in the tag team titles. Exactly. That's the big issue that I had with, too. Like, they broke him up too soon, and no one had direction at all besides Bray Wyatt. And his mm-hmm. directions varies month to month. It's not like he always has something going on. They don't on have a long-term plan yes. for him. And then they break up Eric Rowan and Harper, who had their best matches last summer, Money in the Bank and Battlegrounds. They didn't the win the title yeah. once. I thought they were going to win at least once. Then they just split them up and... Harper has some promises as a single guy, but I don't. I just think the look of him is just not going to win anything. Like he got the Intercontinental Championship. That's that, that was, was a short. They were like, time. yeah, they just did that just to yeah. give the Dolph yeah. Ziggler in the end. Exactly. Know? And yeah. then Rowan hasn't done anything. No. I don't think he's even won a singles like a, a legit singles match that meant something. No. Lost the Big Show. He only had that one few Big Show. That was his downfall. And that was his downfall. Yeah. And they need to bring the Wyatt family back, and hopefully that can like be like Bray has a title of some sort. They have the tag team titles and they can do something without. Yeah. I think them splitting up, they were they split up way too early. Way and too early. So random too. Yeah. No tension at all. They just broke up. Yeah. Just the vignettes that aired on Raw saying that Harper is free, Rowan is free, and they were off TV for a couple weeks. And Rowan was in the back watching See No Evil Two with Kane. And the next week he was siding with John Cena in the main event of Survivor Series. The booking of these guys was was so inconsistent. And um, at least the Shield broke up at the right time, and they needed stars, and they were around for almost two years before they finally broke up. With the Wyatt family, they were together for barely over a year. They barely scratched the surface, and they just did that because they know they bombed the feud with John Cena, which was a complete waste of time. I still say, I don't care what anyone says, that match with John Cena, I know it's the face of the company. It didn't do him. It didn't do Cena. It didn't do the Harper or Rowan. It didn't do anybody any favors. It's not even like a dream feud. It was a complete waste of time. But that was that, though. Up next, talking about the tag team scene, we had Cesaro and Tyson Kidd versus The Ascension last night. And a pretty good matchup. I enjoyed it. But it looks like we're finally getting Cesaro and Tyson Kidd 
as baby faces, which is cool. We're probably going to get the tag team title rematch between New Day and Cesaro and Kid at the Payback pay-per-view. I love the first match. love the SmackDown rematch. So I'm looking forward to that. And it was great, too, because Tyson Kidd is Canadian. So he was obviously going to be cheered. Cesaro, same thing. Very IWC hardcore fan pro guy. So he's obviously going to be cheered. Um, but what I was thinking last night when this was happening, this whole tag team Tyson Kidd, which was awesome, which is awesome, obviously. But do you feel, like after what the showing that he had last night and the constant uppercut, which I thought was great, awesome spot like the innovative stuff like that with, with Cesaro I think is awesome but do you think this tag team with Tyson Kidd could serve as kind of a a building block a foundation so to speak for him to break out as a breakout babyface and what they should have done last year in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal I mean Cesaro with Cesaro yes I think it can but I just think there's too many other good single stars that he'll kind of be lost in the shuffle as of right now. Yeah, with Ziggler, Ambrose. Wyatt. Wyatt. Well, yeah, I'm thinking babyfaces, but yeah, like Wyatt, Sheamus. Reigns. Reigns. Orton. Orton, yeah, there's so many top babyfaces. Cena. Ryback, Cena. Rhino. Exactly, yeah. yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I could see him getting lost in the shuffle, hopefully down the line. I'm not saying, like, after yeah. this paper, yeah. but I think maybe down the line when you don't have as many guys or someone get in, someone gets injured. Brian, too, we forgot. I don't, well, I mean, he's injured right now, but that's why I forgot about him. <laughs> I, I forgot the IC title even existed. They're going to have to do something about that pretty soon. Give it to Wyatt, as you said, or something like that. But, yeah, I feel like with Cesaro, I feel like this tag team, after the reaction that he got last night, because the whole thing with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I mean, they, they, they could have done it then. Obviously, they botched it. The thing with Paul Heyman, they wanted to do that so badly, and it had potential, and they had him lose every single match that summer. So that was his downfall there. But at this point, like, there's no reason why he can't use this tag team thing. Like he did with the Real Americans. He made that work, and that's when people started getting into him again. So I feel like this tag team with Tyson Kidd, and that's not to say that Tyson Kidd won't go anywhere either. I feel like if you have him as a solid mid-card heel, um, him as, like, IC or U.S. champion would be cool. But like you said, we have too many... You know, mid-card guys right now, Ryback, Wyatt, Ziggler, Ambrose, all these other guys um, that should be in there first. Rusev, so I don't see him fitting in. But down the line, I think it'd be pretty cool, and I'm looking forward to that tag team title rematch at the Payback pay-per-view coming up. So uh, up next, we had Rusev versus Fandango. So Rusev and Fandango had the little backstage thing. Fandango was flirting with Lana. And then during the match, in the weirdest sight, um, the weirdest thing with Lana doing the Fandango and kind of teasing a babyface turn. So, and then Rusev would ultimately, obviously, as he should have, squashed Fandango. So there's a lot of possibilities here. My thoughts on the I Quit match haven't really changed in that the, they, they should not break up Rusev and Lana. But it could, there's a number of different things they could be doing here. One, do you think they were, it, it's a swerve, like they're, they're, Lana is in on it. And like I said last week, he threatens to put Lana in the, uh, in the accolade, and John Cena says no. And then they, they ultimately reveal that she was in on it the entire time. They could do that route or do that same exact thing and not reveal that Lana was in on it the entire time. They still turn her baby face. Or they could have Lana quit for Rusev, say that Rusev quits, and that's her baby face turn. There's a lot of different directions they could take with this. Um, which one do you like the most? Which one do you think is going to happen? Uh, Where do you see this angle going? I think she's eventually going to turn babyface and split away from him, which I think is the dumbest idea. So soon, anyway. So soon, anyway, because yeah. she, without her, he's kind of useless. He doesn't speak English, so that Not well, yeah. well at least. So yeah. that's he's like Kozlov in that point. <laughs> yeah. And if he loses the scene again, he's in the dead. He's dead in the water. So I don't really know what they're going to go with. I think that I don't think they're going to do the whole like put her in the accolade. I don't think that'll happen. No. But like I said, I could just so see her saying like Rusev quits and then he doesn't say I quit, but he still says he still loses. Yeah, you know, so it's not that big of a difference. It's just I don't know. It sucks because they need heels right now. I think Rusev fits that bill to a T. But having him lose three times, I mean, you could do the Lana Rusev split with having without having to do another rematch between him and Cena. And I like the U.S. Challenge, and we'll get to the U.S. Open Challenge, and we'll get to that in a little bit. The Sami Zayn debut, love that. My favorite part of the entire show, obviously. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's way too soon to be breaking these two up. I think they're a money act. Lana's going to go babyface eventually. I mean, I think it's just, you know, written on the wall. And, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time, but it's the same thing with the Wyatt family. They, they split people up way too soon. The Shield is the only group. I don't know why they were exempt. Um, they, they were not badly booked in any fashion at all. 
the Wyatt family, you have these guys. It's just, I don't know, par for the course of WWE. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the match just to see how it's going to play out. Like, I don't really care to see an I Quit match. I Quit matches are rarely ever good. Actually, I want to ask you a question. And I was thinking about this because I'm going to be writing an article about the best I Quit matches in WWE history. And you, of anyone, would know this. Which I Quit match was better, if you can recall? I mean, I know they were kind of the same. The I Quit match between Mysterio and Chavo in 06, when Mysterio got injured. Um, and he, he was out for a while. Or the second one in 2007 between Mysterio and Chavo. Do you remember? I mean, I know it was a long time ago. I remember, I think it was the first one, and Rey Mysterio was like hung up on yeah, and he was banging his name. On the yeah, I remember that one. I don't remember the other one. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch them for myself. I, I'm gonna what, rank them. What was the second one on? What pay per view was the second one on? They were both on SmackDown. They were on SmackDown. Yeah, they weren't on like I thought they were on like Unforgiven, but I guess not. I know they faced each other at SummerSlam a couple times, but it, they were I don't know why the the blow off. Like was you said, on I quit matches usually aren't that good. The best one I remember is Cena versus JBL at yes. the day. Yeah. Leading that list that I'm going to make, there's been only, I think, 11 I quit matches in WWE history are that one, the Rock and Mankind one, yep. which is famous, that from Royal Rumble 99, which is also Beyond the Mat. That one, that one, Cena, JBL. I think there's another really good one, too. I don't know. I think Cena Orton is like maybe not three, but it may be like four or five from a breaking point. Enjoyed that one much more than the freaking Batiste, the one I thought was dumb that was boring the Cena the Miz one was terrible that was <laughs> so bad that one. yeah don't even get me started on over the limit what a bad show one of my one of the worst pay-per-views of all time um, <laughs> yeah there's been very few real oh you know what the other one was Mick Foley versus Ric Flair SummerSlam 06 fantastic match I think that might have that at number one that's a great match you gotta go back and check that at SummerSlam 06 you were at that show though you were at that show okay, was, match? yeah you don't remember that no? It was with that's Molina a, in the finish. You gotta a, check it that's out. That's so unforgettable that match was. If I don't remember it. Wow. Then. Yeah, because you, you were at that I remember show. freaking Sabu and Big Show. If I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe for all the wrong reasons, probably. I don't remember. Big Show, I Sabu. Look it up, I, I gotta watch it back. Vaguely remember. Yeah. It's still fully Ric Flair. So, yeah, bottom line, not many I, good I, I quit that, matches. The, the, the issue was there were so many better matches, I probably wouldn't remember that. Cena Edge, what was the other world title match? Booker Batista, Booker right? Booker Batista, Triple H, and Michaels against the McMahons. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are the top three main events in the big yeah, show stuff. Yeah, Flair and Mick Foley and I quit match. Yeah. Hogan and Randy Orton. Oh, God, I forgot See, that was on that such show. Such a, ma- a match that was such an a card. And then Mysterio <laughs> and Chavo. Wow, that's a pretty stacked card. And then they had Mick Foley and McFoley lost. I don't remember. Yeah, he quit because he didn't want Ric Flair was gonna hurt Molina or something like that. Something weird. I gotta watch the match back. But it was a really good match from what I've read and from what I've seen. So still though, like I said before, not many great I Quit matches in history, but hopefully not this one really. exceeds expectations. Um, come payback the in a couple Batista weeks. The Batista one was really bad. The Batista John Cena one I'm over the limit. So boring. So I like their Extreme Rules match too. That's the thing. I quit. I, I quit. I'm like oh my god. On top of the car. Up. Yeah. That wasn't good. It was so boring, too. I just remember buying it on, like, iTunes or something like that. I spent, like, a whole $5 on it, and I remember watching the match, and I was so disappointed because it was so boring. Yeah, they've had 15 I Quit matches. 15 in WWE history? There's Bret Hart and Bob Backlund. Yep, WrestleMania 11. 11. Yeah. Stone Cold and Ken Shamrock on Raw. Really? Rocky Mankind at Royal Rumble. Rock and Triple H on Raw. Yep, yep. McMahon versus Stephanie McMahon at 03. I Quit. Or, yeah. No Mercy. No Mercy. I have JBL that. JBL and Cena. Yep. Foley and Flair. Yep. Mysterio and Chavo, both on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Molina versus Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That was the one-night stand. Jeff versus Matt Hardy. Forgot about... How did I forget these? These aren't on my list. Okay. John Cena and Orton. Yeah. John Cena and Batista. John Cena and The Miz. And Swagger and Del Rio. Swagger and Del Rio. I have Swagger and Del Rio. I have 11 on my list. And you, the three that you mentioned, that comes out to 14. Just double-check. Make sure that's 15. I might have forgotten one that you 15. said. That is 15? There's going to be a 16th. John Cena versus Rusev. Oh, wow. Maybe I did skip one. I don't know. We'll look at it later. But I quit match John Cena and Rusev at payback in a couple weeks. We'll see how that plays out. So also on this show, up next, the low point of the show, in my opinion, we had the rematch of the century between Stardust and R-Truth. And uh, Stardust carrying around this little burlap sack. And um, it was eventually revealed that there were uh, plastic spiders in there that scared R-Truth away and cost them the victory. And running around like a child. So uh, that, that was that. Um, kind of in the, the embarrassment of the evening. Um, after Stardust lost in like a minute to R-Truth last week, this is how they followed up. So, RJ, any, any thoughts? No comment. 
No comment? <laughs> I think it's probably better left that way. WWE should be embarrassed. That was disgraceful. <laughs> so up next, what they should not be embarrassed of, what they should not be disgraced by, the U.S. Open Challenge. John Cena issuing it to the hometown boy in Montreal, Sami Zayn. So the booking of this could not have been any more beautiful. Loved every single second of it. I knew we were in for something special. So I hit that record button. Myself watching this, watching this match or this moment, I thought it was great. Um, so Cena comes out, cuts a pretty, you know, bland promo about his Iquit match. It was good, but you know, nothing really out of the ordinary. Now comes Bret Hart when he issues the challenge, and Bret Hart says, I'm here to introduce a great wrestler, and out comes Heath Slater instead, saying that I got cost the match twice, and Bret Hart knocks him out, and JBL jokes about it being a Montreal screw job. Well done, JBL, well done. So then we go from that, we go to Sami Zayn coming out to the biggest pop of the night. He comes out, tears his rotator cuff when he... Throws his hands up in the air in excitement. And uh, you can obviously tell. I didn't pick up on it the first time. I thought it was a storyline injury. But when you watch it back, you can obviously tell. Because he's holding his arm yep, before the before guard commercial. The ring. Exactly, yeah. So I am just surprised he worked a match at all. Much less that good of a match with John Cena. That's how good Sami Zayn is. What? Like good. It's not gonna be able to wrestle against Kevin Owens. Hopefully not. I mean, they did the M- rotator cuff. No way. They did the MRI today, so we'll find out more in a little bit. It's just said Pacquiao's over nine to twelve months with a torn rotator cuff. So I have to wait and see. I mean, he still wrestled that match, but hopefully it's not as serious. I mean, takeover is what on May twentieth. That's in what two weeks, I think. Yeah. So I don't know if he's gonna be able to make it back in time, which sucks because I'm really looking forward to that that match of that rematch that's the real rematch of the century so Sami Zayn gets a great debut against John Cena kicks out of the attitude adjustment what I liked about this matchup too kind of the small things you know we talked about a couple weeks ago how Cena you know kicking out of one finisher kicking out of the other and although Sami Zayn kicked out of John Cena's finisher Zayn at at never at any point during the match did he hit his finisher? He never hit the Haluva kick. He hit the BK bomb though. He did, but he never finishes anyone yeah. off with that though. So I think that was great. Like I'm glad they didn't. They protected his finish, and it really says something about more so about Sami Zayn than anyone else that they've had in the U.S. Challenge up to this point. So that was cool. Um, he gets hit with the AA for our second AA, and ends up getting beaten. And John Cena gives him the ring, shows him a sign of respect, and that's about it. I thought this was great. You know, gets introduced by one of the biggest legends of all time, and Bret Hart. Comes out in his hometown to a great pop, has a great match with the face of the company, with the United States champion uh, for a title. Uh, one of the most prestigious prizes is in the company right now, and then looks very strong in defeat. So I thought, I mean, I could not have booked this better myself. Any thoughts on John Cena versus Sami Zayn, RJ? At first I thought it was going to be Kevin Owens, and I got excited. Down, down. But then I remember he's from Vancouver, he's not from uh, Montreal, so yeah. kind of screwed, that pissed me off a little bit. But I think it was good for Sami Zayn, like I said, he got hurt coming out of the ring, that's Kind of embarrassing, but he did work a good match injured. And like you said, Cena get endorsed him, and so did Bret Hart. So I think he has a bright future in the WWE, but hopefully he can get over this injury soon so they can have Owens and Zayn at Unstoppable. And, and Unstoppable, indeed. Well, as you said, I think the Rotator Cuff was a um, an exaggeration of a, previously in, uh, of a previous injury because he was injured a couple weeks ago. He was off in NXT for a while. And that was also a shoulder injury, so it's not a first-time thing. I think he just re-aggravated the injury. Um, so that still sucks. We'll have to find out in the next couple of days when he's going to be out for, how long he's going to be out for. But, yeah, I thought the introduction of Sami Zayn was great. It really says something about how they're going to be handling him on the main roster. Hopefully it's all about the aftermath. I say that a lot, but they need to follow this up properly. I thought it was great, though. Really gave, it really reminded me of John Cena versus Kurt Angle from 2 in the way, like, the open challenge. He comes out. He didn't slap him or tell him, like, ruthless mm, aggression. I think it's a little different. Cena's a no-namer. He is. But in this case, I know we have NXT. It would have been the same and thing. And Bret Hart endorsed him. Cena came out on his own looked like a goofball. Yeah, with the haircut and stuff. I remember yeah. that, yeah. So, um, it, it was a little bit different. But, I mean, it just gave me that same feel of a big-time debut. And then those yeah, two... Yeah, it was a big debut. Yeah, I'm not going to... One of the most memorable debuts in SmackDown history. If not the most memorable debut in SmackDown history, other than Rey Mysterio. Obviously. Obviously, I was say, you can't say not without <laughs> But speaking of injury, what are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan and the IC Championship being non-existent right now? I mean, it's been about a week so since we last did the show. And we, really, we haven't really gotten any more news on the injury, which sucks. I mean, we really haven't gotten any update. I think right now, I mean, like I told you before, I completely forgot the IC title even existed. So I, could, I would be fine with them merging the belts down the line, 
but we would need to crown a new interim champ in the, in the meantime. Like I said this before, but I feel like they should merge them if the belts don't mean anything, but if they make them mean something, and they did when Brian was champion for like a month, obviously, but he's been out hurt, it's not his fault. So I feel like if you can make those titles mean something, I'm fine with them being on their own. But I feel like in the meantime, though, if he's not going to be around for a while, and likely he won't be, I mean, if he's not back already and there's no signs of him coming back in the near future, just take the title off him. I know it sucks, but you can give it back to him when he comes back. I loved your idea. I mean, we keep on going back to this, but I love the idea of putting the belt on Bray Wyatt, keeping the title on him, putting Brian in chase mode when he comes back, if he comes back. I think he will, though. Um, and, you know, doing that feud, and Brian finally gets one over Bray Wyatt and or beats him. Or you could just belt. have Br uh, Bryant. I'm not going to use your Bryant, yeah. That's one of your terminologies. Yeah, or even have, just have an in like, Dan Bryan's still champion. They just have an interim champion. Then when Brian comes back, they do title versus title. Kind of like Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Yeah. That's what they do in the UFC. Yeah. I know, you can, I know they don't like to, you know, that's, that's what you do in real life, that, though. They did it in WWE before. They did it in so WWE, exactly. Just have Bray Wyatt hold Intercontinental Championship. Daniel Bryan comes back and says, I'm the real champion. We fight for the belt. And they did the same thing with Punk and Cena a couple years ago. I don't yeah. see why you don't do it with Bryan and Wyatt. I think, I think those two are the perfect two to do. You could do Sheamus and make for a great match. Those two always have great chemistry. First seen it a hundred times. What? We've seen Sheamus and Daniel Bryan on it. Yeah, we've seen a lot over the last couple of years. They always have great matches. But with Wyatt and Bryan, though, the thing I like about it, I'm a sucker for a great story, and I feel like with those two, I feel like with those two, because Bryan has never beaten Bray Wyatt. Like before last night, Dean Ambrose has never beaten Seth Rollins. That's why I love that as much as I did. And we'll get to that in a minute. I skipped over it. But, uh, yeah, I feel like there is a story to tell there with Brian and Wyatt. Because the feud the first time around was all about joining the Wyatt family. It was still good, though. They it, oh, matches. it was really good. They had great matches, too. It was very good. Yeah, the match of the Royal Rumble was the best freaking thing on the entire show. <laughs> I love that match. Um, and their match on Raw a couple months ago, I think at the start of the year, was really good, too. They've always had really good chemistry. And like I said, I, I like the fact that Brian has yet to beat him. So it'll mean something when he eventually does. And doing it over the IC title at SummerSlam. Selfishly speaking, because we're going to be there. <laughs> Brian and Wyatt, Bryant at uh, SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title would be freaking awesome. And we have three months, so they could. We have enough time. There's a timetable for them to do it. Uh, but still, I, I feel like yeah, that's that's the latest on Daniel Bryan. I mean, hopefully he comes back. You know, 100%. I doubt it, but you know, hopefully in the near future because he was doing really well as IC champion. I feel like that's a good fit, and it's a shame that he's out um, right now. But like I was talking about before. Ambrose and Rollins last night, you know, having a match, a rematch from SmackDown. It seemed like it was going to be any ordinary match. And then Kane comes out and says, Ambrose, if you beat Rollins, he will be added to the WWE World Heavyweight title match at Payback. You didn't think he was going to win. I didn't think he was going to win. So to Cam, shout out to Cam. And what's your room number? 109. 109 in Stone Ridge. No, nope. Marble. Marblehead. Marble. I'm thinking Stone Ridge is right next to it. I've only been there once. you got to excuse my botch here and Marblehead Cam don't go to 109 and Stone Ridge you're going to find some other kid 109 and Marblehead um, to Cam he got this one right we got <laughs> Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins at Payback versus Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns the Fatal 4-Way loved the match last night easily the, the best match of the night great stuff really loved it those two never cease to have amazing matches so I, I love the match Ambrose, shockingly enough, came out victorious and will be a part of the payback main event for the WWE World Heavyweight title. So you texted me your thoughts on this, and I thought this was great. So to kind of reiterate that for the for the world here. Pretty much I said that Ambrose is only putting put in this match, so when Rollins beats someone, it's going to be him. So then Reigns and Orton still haven't lost technically, so they can continue to Reigns, Orton, and Rollins. Pretty much, and then Ambrose just takes their loss, and they just say, I never lost the Rollins, I didn't get pinned. So they could do that. I just think it's so random for having Ambrose in this match. It's kind of it like... It's very random. It's pretty much like R-Truth being in the Money in the Bank. Pretty much, yeah. Ambrose is a mid-card that hasn't done much over the last year. He's lost pretty much every match besides Luke Harper. So then him winning against Rollins puts him in. It's so random. And then I just think it's so dumb. Like, Kane does it to Rollins, but then like they're like best friends at the end of the night. Yeah. They've been, very, they've been very back the and forth. Rollins Kane thing is so weird. And then, like, J&J was banned from the match. When they come over and they come, come out anyway. and screw Rollins, like, yeah. kind of screw him. No but, like, backlash after But no either. backlash, and, like, they didn't even, like, recognize that there was supposed to be no interference, or they yeah. were banned from a ringside. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think the whole Kane and Rollins thing is so annoying. They need to just get over that. They need to turn Kane sooner rather than later. Just, and get, I rid think... of just get rid of him in general. Just get rid of Kane. TV. And Big Show, too. And Big I'm Show. glad it's not on TV. You know, God bless. So I feel like in the meantime, though, we could do what you were talking about last week, which I still think is a really good idea. Fatal 4-Way at this pay-per-view, 
at Money in the Bank, which is the next pay-per-view, and uh, June 14th, a month from now, you can do Rollins versus Kane. You finally do the split of Kane from the Authority right after the payback pay-per-view. And then do Reigns and Orton. And then Ambrose wins Money in the Bank. I feel like that's the best way to book, and then Orton and Reigns. Reigns do number one contender show. Exactly, and the winner faces Rollins at Summer at uh, Battleground, and then Lesnar versus Rollins at SummerSlam. I think that's the best way to book it. Yeah. I would love to see it. But um, I really like Ambrose in the Fatal 4 I'm just saying that because it's an Ambrose mark, and I think it's awesome. But, yeah, from a storyline standpoint, it makes no sense. Um, like, let's say, I don't know, if I'm trying to think of a mid-card that I don't I really... I Sheamus was in it. Sheamus. Like, let's say Sheamus was added into the match. You know, people would be like, well, that's stupid. I mean, like I like Sheamus now, but people would be like, that's random. Um, but people are more excited that Ambrose is in the match because... He's awesome, you know. That the, the people kind of excuse that kind of thing, but I do agree. It is random. Um, he did earn his way into the match. It wasn't like he was just given the opportunity, but he was. He did beat the champ finally after never having beaten Rollins before. So that was great. Like I said, love the match itself. And he's in there to take the pinfall loss. And Orton still looks strong. Reigns still looks strong. And they're telling the story. I know they're teasing tension between all three guys, but it's going to be the classic story in a Fatal Four with a with a heel champion. And he, all the odds are stacked against him, but he comes out victorious anyway. Like they tell the story all the time, but it doesn't. I'm not like uh, pooping on it. I think the match itself it's is literally gonna be what's going to happen. Literally, they're going to take out Rollins. He's going to be out the whole match. Yes, it's going to lead to something. Then them three fighting lead the two of them going down. Someone will hit their finish. Rollins will slide in, throw the other one out, and just take the pinfall. And it's the slimy heel way yeah. to win a match. Like Rollins, Reigns will spear uh, Ambrose. Everyone will think the match is over, and Rollins will come out of nowhere and throw Reigns out and take the pinfall. And it's perfect for and his character, perfect for too. his character, because yeah. he makes him, like, the slimy heel that he is. Yeah. And the match itself should be great. What but, I love most about this, too. Wait, what were we going to say? But if Rollins loses, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Does it matter who wins? I don't give a shit who wins. If Rollins loses, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I think it's still too soon. I'm going to be so mad if he loses. It would make zero sense for him to lose already when he just won the title. Less, a little bit less than two months ago. Yeah, or a little over a month no. ago. Yeah, just barely a month ago. March 29th. Yeah, it's March fifth or May fifth right now. Yeah, so won the belt less, almost less than a month ago. Yeah, and losing it already, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I feel like with Rollins, and they can't do because they fear what they might do. They put the belt on Reigns' title win, and we'll talk about a twenty four seven thing. I feel like. His big title win should mean something. I mean, like, it should have meant something at WrestleMania. The timing wasn't right. Like, if he was to win at SummerSlam, which I don't see happening, or, like, at a Survivor Series online or WrestleMania next year, it doesn't matter. I feel like with Reigns, giving him the belt now, it would be, like, well, Reigns is champion. Like, out of nowhere, you can't do that. Orton, I don't want to see Orton Rollins again. This should be the end of the line for that feud. And then Ambrose would be a complete... Like, out of nowhere. Like, I'd be marking out, but, I mean, from a storyline standpoint, I don't want to see Ambrose Rollins be the fodder. Because you know what the end game is at SummerSlam. You know that it's going to be Rollins and Lesnar. Rain, you know, someone pitched this to me on the Q&A video. It could be a heel Roman Reigns and then a babyface Brock Lesnar for the belt at SummerSlam. But, I don't know. I feel like, Roll- where does Rollins fit into that equation? The issue is the history right now is with Rollins. Yeah. He's the Reigns, focus point of he, everything. Exactly. Reigns and Lesnar did their thing. Yeah. Lesnar's still pissed at Rollins because he didn't get his rematch. So why would it make sense that, oh, I'm going to get my rematch against Reigns? The whole point of him getting suspended because he freaked out because he didn't get his rematch against Rollins. Exactly. Rollins screwed him out of his championship. At WrestleMania. And didn't pin him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's all built around Rollins. So if they just... Throw Rollins out of the title picture would make no sense. Exactly, especially because it's not like, oh, we'll do Reigns and Lesnar now at SummerSlam, and then we'll just do Rollins, Lesnar in the next pay-per-view. It's, it wouldn't make sense. He's not even around, you know? And so when might... it, It's all about the belt. Yeah, it's all about the belt. So he's definitely going to be in the title match at SummerSlam. And it's not going to be about Rollins loses the title, and then you do Rollins, Lesnar. Could it, you it, see, it, thing is, think of them wrestling at SummerSlam. Would you still have the belt on Rollins? Yeah, what I would do is that you keep the belt on Rollins through the end of the year. Like in a perfect world, I know I'm stretching here, you do, you keep the belt on him until WrestleMania next year, where you do the Shield triple threat. That's what I like about this match, because it's not a Shield triple threat. It has the Shield guys in it, but it's not a triple threat. I could so see them having at SummerSlam Heyman screwing over Lesnar and joining Rollins in like the authority. Keep him on TV as a regular. Keep him on TV because he's not on it right now. It's pretty boring. Yeah. And then after they screw him, they could do Lesnar and Rollins one more time. Maybe at Survivor Series, United Champions. Mm -hmm. Rollins wins again. And then Lesnar can just go on his separate ways. Yeah. And then, like you said, I know, like, 
as a big Rollins fan, I know like he can't keep the title forever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think it's obviously too soon now. I think SummerSlam, he could lose it to Lesnar, but I don't think they're going to do that. They again. can't give just, the belt back to Lesnar. They, I don't they think can't. like they did that. But like you said, I think it'd be make the most sense to just keep him till next year. Yeah, he's the champion for a year, and then have him lose to like Reigns or Ambrose. Exactly. I think it would be a kick to the balls if Ambrose beat Rollins and Am- Reigns then win again. Yeah. But. He it would be a transitional reign. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a forgettable reign because you know he's going to get the belt back in the end. Because what I fear about this is that um, – I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but my fear is that they take the belt off Rollins only to give it back to him before SummerSlam. Like, what sense does that make? You know, just keep the belt on him through, you know, to SummerSlam like they did with Punk. Like, I was fearing they were going to take the title off of him and then put it back on him before the match with Rocky at Royal Rumble. And thankfully, they kept the streak going strong and he became the longest reigning champ in modern history. So hopefully with Rollins, that'd be a good way to stick at the Punk. Have him keep the belt until fucking, you know, this time How next year. How long is it? Uh, 434 days, so about a, a year and two months. So around this time, like next year, you you're going to have to hold. It. Yeah, well, the thing with Rollins, though, it's not like... You know, he ha- he could turn babyface's champion for all we care. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's great as a heel, but, you know, he has he, he could also be a breakout babyface, too. I think that's what he's destined he's to be. He's destined to be a breakout babyface. To me, he's, he's like a heel. Jeff Hardy, yeah. He's a great heel. Amazing right heel, yeah. And I feel like with Rollins, too, it's not like you have a shortage of opponents. There's so many people. We listed them off before. You have Daniel Bryan, Ryback, uh, Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, if they want to do that feud again, this time for the title. There's so many guys for him to feud with. Still Ambrose. Reigns or Ambrose. Yeah. And then if they turn a babyface, then they... Chances are endless too. Why? Yeah, Seamus. Seamus. Freaking Wade Barrett if they want to. Keep the title on him for the next ten goddamn Kevin years. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Like, exactly. Well, you just keep it coming. Neville, they just the entire goddamn roster. You can keep the you know, belt on him for, and then have him defend against. You know, that's why I feel like there's it's a it's a missed opportunity if they take the belt off of him at any point before SummerSlam. Even if he drops it in Night of Champions, I kind of get that. It depends who he drops it to, but. I feel like for right now, I mean, the longer he holds it as a heel, the more people are going to want want to see him get beat for it. Exactly. Like, I want to see him get his ass kicked. Like with Punk, he was babyface for half of his run. But even at the end, people were like, I want to see that counter done. I want to see the, the, the days of him champion over. You know, so Rollins, it should be the same thing. Because Rollins is the character that the casual fans, like, this guy's a pussy. Like, I want exactly. him to get beat. Exactly. They're like, he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. He slimely wins all the time. He's like the... The biggest, like, the authority's centerpiece, like, mm-hmm. he always gets his way, like, he always wins cheaply. Like, they want to see him lose. And the more you keep on, the more people will get pissed, and the more heat he'll get. Exactly. And he That's, still gets ridiculous heat. It's nuts. He still gets the you sold out chance. The Justin Bieber chance, I'm not really a fan. I like the you sold out chance a little bit more. The Justin Bieber chance was so stupid. It's so dumb. They got to stop doing that. Canada was doing it last night, so I'm fearing it's going to become a regular thing going forward. I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's going to become... Um, as short-lived as the the boner chance for Bo Dallas, that was the that was a flash in the pan. They did that to show that you had money in the bank, where, uh, where Daniel Bryan was chanting that at, at Bo Dallas. And the next night when I was at Raw, no one did it. <laughs> it was Thank over. God. It but, was done. Yeah, but um, I think Rollins should keep the title to at least SummerSlam for this reign to feel like legitimate. I agree. I agree. I feel like that's the best. And he, course if of he action. keeps it longer, I'm not going to complain. But if he loses it before SummerSlam, that win at WrestleMania is going to feel a little. Like you said, it's all about the aftermath. All about that aftermath. Like yeah. you said, he could cash it in with the biggest moment in WrestleMania history, but if he loses it at extreme in, two, rules. Yeah. in two months in a payback fatal four-way, and then they just give him the title back, it wouldn't make sense. Like you said, flip-flopping wins, especially with the title, is yeah. useless. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the people that say, I mean, it's, I don't really care, but it's my philosophy that you know, doing the, the switching back and forth with the titles... To me, it doesn't make it feel more meaningful. Like, it makes it feel less meaningful. It makes it feel like that title change is like a waste of time. Like they did that with the IC title like every month with when Ziggler and then Harper, Miz, Miz Ziggler, 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 Brian, Barrett, Barrett, Barrett Brian, Everett. Like, God damn it, I don't care. You know, so when Brian won, when Brian won, I, I cared because it was cool and it was about time. But um, that said, I feel like with Rollins, it's amazing how like how perfectly booked this guy has been. You know, not even since his heel turn, but since, like, this guy showed up. Same thing with Reigns for the most part. Like, pushing him into the main event was a little quickly. But I was talking about this with John. Like, you look in retrospect of the Rumble. The latter half of that Rumble match was still poop. But it makes sense in retrospect now because Reigns did not win the belt at WrestleMania and the direction they went in. Like, I like it a lot more now. Even Ambrose, I know he's not at the level that he should be at, but he's going to be in the main event of a pay-per-view. All three Shield members are going to be the main event of payback for the WWE title. Like, it goes to show how... Uh, how amazing they booked these guys. One year after they were in the main event facing Evolution. 
which was Orton was a part of. So I just think Seth Rollins has been booked good since he even arrived in WWE. That's what I'm saying. Since he arrived in the Shield, even Not NXT, even NXT, exactly. As since NXT he was signed champion. to WWE, he's been booked perfectly. First ever NXT champion, champion and Money then he comes event. up in the Shield. WWE the Tag Team Champ. Champions. They never really lost. No. Money in the held it for five no. months. Exactly. And then they beat the Evolution. Split yeah. up. Wins the Money in the Bank. Runs Money Bank all through the course. Then fights Cena. I don't think he won against Cena, but whatever. Still has the money in the bank, so he still looks strong. Cashing the WrestleMania now as yeah. a champion. And he beat, yeah. Ends ends Brock Lesnar's reign. Wins in the main event of WrestleMania. Didn't beat him, though. Did not beat him, but maybe that happens at SummerSlam. In the Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, in the Barclays Center. Looking forward to 109 <laughs> days, 110 days. He got the countdown going back at the dorm, so. Whew, so pumped for that show. That show is just giving me chills thinking about it. It's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. So that's what's going to happen in the time that we're not here, though. Yep. SummerSlam. And hopefully we can see each other at the show. Because yeah, you got tickets. Well. I got tickets. You got tickets. Arden's got tickets. Mike's got tickets. John's got a ticket. The kid that was on last week. Um, who was on last week? I don't know who it was. But he has a ticket. Everybody's got Does a goddamn ticket? ticket. Who? Does the kid last week have a ticket? He did. Last week? I, who did we even have on last week? I forgot. Oh, you're the host. I don't I know. know. That's, that's the thing. I have a terrible memory. I can think, I, I can remember things that happened 10 years ago. I can't remember what happened last week. <laughs> that's just the way my memory I have, works. I don't really know most of the guests, so I'm just like. I know it was someone that we haven't had on before. I know that for a fact. Ninja Rollins? Was that last week? Oh, yeah, Ninja Rollins. That's who it was. He's going to be at SummerSlam, too. He's gonna, he lives in the New York area. He will be there as well. So that's going to be a big blockbuster, the biggest party this summer at SummerSlam. But before we go off the air, though, we were talking about this before. Your thoughts on the Chris Jericho, Stephanie McMahon podcast. I enjoyed it. Doesn't, not to say it was great. I enjoyed it. But I can see why people did not like it. Um, it was not controversial at all, so WWE Network stopped promoting it as such. It is not controversial at all. Um, I liked the AJ stuff was short-lived, way too, way too short. Um, they talked about the stuff with Triple H, as you said, on the documentary already. It was interesting, but we already kind of knew that. I'm trying to think of other stuff they talked about in the podcast. But talked about her pretty, like, I thought it was, it was okay. That's a stretch on being okay. Like I said to Graham earlier, you know, like if you watch the Triple H documentary, it pretty much goes over everything they pretty much went over. Obviously, they started off like how she was a kid and got into the business, but like it's stuff I feel like I already knew. And how she's like the Be a Star campaign they went over, and how she's the cheap running officer, and how her Triple H met, and like they were dating, and then Vince cut him off, and they're dating now, and they got married, and I, I think it was not controversial at all. That nothing, like nothing really interesting was said. I thought the Cena one was better than that. Obviously, yeah. I just think the first one was the best with Vince, Triple H. Kind of digress. It digress since every one, yeah, pretty exactly. much. Yeah. This, the Stephanie McMahon one, like Graham said, it was this is why they put it after SmackDown on Thursday. It was not controversial. They the only good stuff they talked about like him and Stephanie back in two thousands. Yeah, their chemistry. Their together, chemistry yeah. together. But besides that. It was pretty much a waste of an hour. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other things they said. I mean, that no, there was, was nothing that Pretty memorable. much, no. I think, too, with, with Stephanie, I mean, you can comment on stuff like with Punk, but they're not going to bring that up. With with McMahon and Triple H, it made sense. With Stephanie, it doesn't. I feel like that, I mean, not to poop on Stephanie, but I feel like there's other good guests they could have. Seth you know? Rollins on there. Seth Rollins. I know WWE.com issued out a poll on, like, oh, on who right. fans want to see next. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was on there. Roman Reigns. Um, there's a few others as well. There was like Kane on there. I mean, I know he had a long career, but that's not going to bring in new subscribers. I'm sorry. No, I um, not want to see. There was Kane. Rock was on there, Batista, like people like that. I would like to see if there's if there's big names. Like I know I, I mentioned this in an article. It's not going to happen. Undertaker breaking character would be awesome if they could do that. Never happen. Never going to happen. But it would be awesome though. Rock would be great if they could bring him in with Stone Cold. That would be awesome. But, but they're not going to do. He's that. so busy. It's not that they won't do it. It's just they can't do it because Rock has got. Ten times more things to worry about There's than ten uh, times more important things to deal with. Yeah, than the WWE Network, Network with Stumble or Chris yeah, Jericho. with Jericho or Austin. I think they should do Seth Rollins should be next. Honestly, he's got an interesting background. Yeah. They talk about like his uh, indie days, indie days, and stuff like that. Like I mentioned to you before, definitely check out the Unfiltered Show with Renee Young on WWE Network. It's only six minutes long. The Corey Graves one was was good. That was only a couple minutes too. He went to like Marvel Studios or something. The Renee the Renee Young she, one. What did you say? She goes to lunch with Seth Rollins. They go to lunch together. Yeah, and they're just talking about like his dog and stuff. I don't know. It was just funny. It was it was Wait, like is it he, worth me watching it or no? I think so. He's not in character. It's a, you know. It, there was good. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch the rest of the episodes. But at least check out episode one. It's not yeah, a hassle. I'll have to watch episode one. Though. You have to watch episode one. It's only six minutes. And then your thoughts on WWE 24 with Roman Reigns last night? I thought it was good. Um. 
I think it was they kind of like tied in a little stuff from like the USO one they had, like that they were causing. They did, yeah. They tied that in a little bit, but um, honestly, it kind of made me feel bad that he lost at WrestleMania. Yeah, same. It kind of made me feel bad, like same. But and at the end, I like I don't know, like those are kind of like. I'm like a sucker for those like feel bad moments. Yeah, so. when he was crying with his daughter, I was like, "Ooh, man, exactly. put the belt on right now." <laughs> He's ready. Put the belt on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we've been complaining he wasn't ready for a month, but now put the belt back. Yeah, on. exactly. But um, I think it's good. I like the series. Uh, the Daniel Bryan one was good. That one was good. They had another one too, I think. The WrestleMania one was great. In WWE 24, they've only had three. So they had WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. No, no, Daniel Bryan was on the road to WrestleMania. Yep. It wasn't part of 24, right, technically. So what are the 24 ones, then? Only 24 ones were the one last night, which yeah. was also kind of WrestleMania 31, yep. which was cool. That one, WrestleMania 30, and Booker T. I see the Booker T. That was the other one. That, it was good. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't, like, must-see, though. Um, but that kind of goes to show what I was talking about before. I mean, like, the network, the uh, the podcast... If everything that's on the, on the network right now, they're doing a lot to add in new more content, which is great. The King of the Ring, the podcast, uh, the, the, the other enough. shows. Tough Enough. You know, all these other shows. You know, archived content and new content. Then the why Renee they Young keep giving show. away for fucking free? That's the thing. This this month should have been it's paid free for. Free again! For two consecutive months. They can't be making any money off it. They can't be. It's ridiculous. Like yeah, they, us. They're making money off us. Yeah, they're making 20 bucks a month right now. Everyone else is... Signing off and like, oh, I wonder when I can sign up for free next. It's so dumb. It's ridiculous. They're, I don't know what their strategy is. The, no, it's even dumber because it's only free for new subscribers. Yeah. So say that you subscribe for the last month, you don't get this month free. No, yeah, exactly. So it's so stupid. It is stupid. It's just so dumb. Like, give yeah. me something. I want like some compensation. Give me a sweatshirt, goddammit. Give me something. Give me I WWE just, shop money. Exactly. I, I just, buy myself a Rollins shirt. New one. I need the new one for. I'm getting the new one for SummerSlam. I'm not yeah. wearing the freaking old one. And yeah. Buying a shirt or something at SummerSlam itself. I always I gotta buy some. You always buy a shirt when you get there. Yeah, so. souvenir. Yeah. But like, I was pissed when they got the new one. Came yeah, like out. a day later. They did today. They had a, they had a deal. Buy one get get your second shirt for like five dollars. But I don't want to do. I'm, I always wait for like buy one get one free because that's the ultimate deal. I don't I don't want to get buy one. Five dollars or whatever. Why? That's a great deal. It is, it is a great deal, but I feel like they're gonna do buy one get one free anyway. And um, I don't want to spend like I was gonna buy at this point after last night. I'm in a huge Sami Zayn mood, so I want to buy a Sami Zayn shirt now. That's what I'm gonna be. I, I was gonna buy. I would buy that over the Kevin Owens shirt. Um, I like the Kevin Owens shirt because you have a Kevin Owens shirt, I have a don't Kevin you? Owens shirt. Yeah, that's a good shirt. I got that shirt for thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. I think it was on like. Friday Thirteenth or one nice. of, like some Thirteenth. There's one of the specials. They got the best deals. They got a lot of good. Yeah, they're the best though. deals. So they make money. So yeah, exactly, because they're not making they're money, money off on the, the network. Network, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why Cinco de Mayo. Buy one full price tea. Get the second one for five dollars. Yeah. So I already bought. I already did my buy one get one free last week. So I'm gonna wait. Or last month. So I'm gonna wait a while until I get my. Uh, Second shed, if set I had of money, shirts. I definitely would jump on that. Yeah, that's that's a nice deal. I'd get the Brock Lesnar Suplex City one, and then get Ooh, the brand new Seth Rollins. Undisputed future. They should cross that out and put present. Yeah. Actually, tell you a little story real quick about your Seth Rollins t-shirt from the other day. I know yeah. it's a brief antidote, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but uh, as people may know, me and Graham are the only ones that I've seen on Endicott Campus wearing a wrestling t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And the other day I was walking to class, and I was in the Post Center, and... Right when I got up to the top of the stairs, I was like about to take the. Right. I don't know if you've been to the post center upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take the right to like where the classrooms. Yeah. And like I, I don't know if he's a teacher or a coach. It's like, oh Seth Rollins here today, and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like no one's ever said anything. And like a forty year old man said something to me. I was like, what the hell? Like who? Like it wasn't like a rock shirt or yeah. Someone Seth that Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. Guy's yeah. getting big now. Gotta get this guy on the show. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Seth Rollins getting that mainstream attention. Of course, Cam texts me, "Nice shirt, loser." What? What, are you, what shirt are you wearing now? No, because I was talking about how I have the old Rollins shirt. <laughs> Cam. Oh, good one, Cam. Well done. Shout out to Cam again. Second shout out to Cam. That was a, that was a nice one. Exactly. Wall. Kids got like five shout outs now. <laughs> yeah. Got to shove them all in for the end of the year. Exactly. But yeah, Rollins. It might have been that John Stewart thing a couple months ago. I don't Seriously. know. Seriously. He is the present of WWE. Until so. he loses the title. Until he loses the payback. title. Weeks. Yeah. To, to Dean yeah. Ambrose or Ray. <laughs> to Roman Reigns. I don't jump out a window. Like I'm I said. so mad if he loses. That's, that special made me want to see Reigns win the title. But I feel like, again, like I said before, they need to wait on it. Like when he wins it, it's going to mean something. I can't wait till they come out with the 24th series of, of uh, WrestleMania 31. Oh, it's going to be great. They Seeing should... Rollins backstage after he wins yeah. it, I'm going to 
I love the 24 one because you see Brock Lesnar just at the top of the stage wearing his glasses and his tux. Like, he's <laughs> the best they show like after like Roman's hugging Vince. Yeah, and, and then Lesnar's just, just standing, standing there. there. Yeah, he probably hugged Vince too. He, they cut that out because they don't want to give that feeling yeah. off. You know, the same guy that he f 5 you know, two years ago. <laughs> Oh, I gotta love Lesnar. That was great. Cause they like, I remember after WrestleMania they showed like Triple H talking to Rollins after he won it. So I want to see like yeah. what he said. Oof, yeah. They have like a good chemistry. They, I think Triple H really likes Rollins. So. Yeah, I like, I love the pictures, the back, the the, uh, the before and after pictures of when Rollins won the NXT title. Cause Triple H was there. He congratulated mm-hmm. him on the NXT title win. Congratulated him on the Just WWE like the title. Just like the Shield one, they were like. They were talking about like him and Terry Taylor like butt heads, and mm-hmm. Triple H had to, like get Rollins under his wing. Exactly. Like, it's great. Oh. Loved it. Oh, it I so might have to great. go watch that now. Yeah. The SummerSlam journey with Rollins or Ambrose. Oh, that was Ray. really good. Now you make me want to buy the uh, <laughs> Destruction of the Shield DVD. That was a good DVD. You've seen it? I know. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was really good. I think it was that same uh, documentary. Just it kind of. Yeah, it was like a little filtered. Yeah, that. but it was yeah, it was like more um, content on it though. So I want to get that at some point. <laughs> what? Sierra Hotel, India Echo, Lima Delta. The Shield. Reigns needs to lose the entrance. Yeah, I was thinking that last night when he came out for the main event. Because I don't know. Oh, you know what I was watching? Shield and Evolution. Year ago yesterday, baby. Extreme Rules 2014. Was that the one when Rollins jumped off like... Yes. Yeah. Great match. Jumped off from like where like the seating area is. Off the guardrail. Yep. That was great. Awesome match. Then awesome Batista match. gets pin clean. Yeah, yeah. Two months in a row. Yeah, pe- people are like, Batista's burying talent. And then he put over Daniel Bryan, put over Seth Rollins, puts over The Shield, puts over a guy named Dolph Ziggler. Quiet your mouth, people. Batista. I want Br- hashtag, you, you know, hashtag, you got hashtag Wars Ray. Hashtag bring back Batista. Where is he? He's freaking, I think he's filming like Spectra, um, the new 007 movie. Oh so when God. he's done with that, then win the tag team titles together. Batista and Rey Mysterio. Cam said, feed me more. Hashtag feed me more. I was thinking about, oh, love Ryback. Ryback's going to win the belt. No, he's not. It's the big guy. I hate Ryback. He's a great promo on Monday. I'm sure I'm sure, uh, I'm sure. sure Cam agrees. Had a very good promo I on Monday. I think he saw it. Hmm? He didn't see it? it. No. Cam, go back and out and watch it. It was a great promo on Monday. Talking about Feed Me More, about winning that title. He's going to take it to Bray Wyatt. He's going to be on the Bray Wyatt camp, and then when Ryback beats Bray Wyatt payback, I'll be chanting Feed Me More in my Feed Me More t-shirt. That'll be me. And you'll be wearing your Bray Wyatt t-shirt. You have a Feed Me More t-shirt? The old one. Remember the black one? Boo. Yeah, I, I might buy the new one. It says Hungry. Cam wants the orange one that says that, Hungry. Yeah, that, that's a cool one. I like, I like the new Ryback shirt, but I'm going to wait because I already have a Ryback shirt, so that's like down the line. But that's it. WrestleRant Radio, final one of 2015, this semester anyway, this spring semester. Wrapping it up here. A lot of good shows here on, uh, on, on EC Radio. We had Jacob, Mike, John, Arden, Randy Cruz, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, I'll be having it on over the summer. Like I said, if we could hook up for SummerSlam, whew, do a podcast before the biggest blockbuster of the summer, that'd be nice. That'd be very nice. I'm looking forward to that. But for the very last time, as a junior, and if you're here anyway, hopefully you are in the, in the fall. Let's we'll see. Whew, gotta keep us posted. Gotta keep me. You're, you're exactly. Me, God, high, most highly anticipated announcement here on WrestleRant Radio as to whether you can make it in the, in the in the fall. But in the meantime, in in between time, folks, RJ, your cheap plugs. Go cheap ahead. plugs of the night. Ah, uh, let's see. Cam, Carolyn, Graham, Molly, Shannon. Um, hashtag Where's Ray. Um, after this week, there will definitely be a new article on uh, Next Era Wrestling. Its finals will be done, and I'll have plenty of time to write a pay, uh, an article. So that will be up by probably next week, I'd say. Um, right in time for payback. Yeah, exactly. Right in time for payback. And uh, besides that, I want to thank Grant for having me on this whole year. It was great another year of WrestleRant. And uh, hopefully I'll be on in the summer, so that will be good. Sounds good. Hopefully next year with the new batch of kids coming in. If we can find a freshman or something like that coming and join us, I don't think so. Someone came across to me, and they, they said, oh, g- glad to see you supporting the cause or something like that. I think I was wearing like a warrior shirt. Oh, no, he saw the Seth Rollins article in the, in the paper, and he asked me if I wrote him. like, there's no other grams on campus, but yeah, <laughs> that is me. Um, and I, 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 Hopefully we can get him on the show at some point, but yeah. Like RJ said, hopefully we can get him on before SummerSlam. We'll have you on a couple times. Like I said, we'll be doing pay-per-view predictions, stuff like that. It's going to be great. But as he mentioned, nextairwrestling.net, home of Repackaged Gold. Make sure to check it out. I almost forgot the title over because it hasn't been that many. No, yeah, I was thinking thinking of John's Jargon. I don't want to mix it up. John's Jargon, Repackaged Gold. Next subject, not going to reveal it just yet. We'll find out when the article is released next week. Um, so we're nice Ray Mysterio article up there soon. Too. Ray Mysterio, hashtag Wars Ray. And that's just going to be just the title Wars Ray, and that's like the body of the article. Exactly. Hashtag Wars Ray like a million times over. Whew. 
Met Rey Mysterio five years ago. Last I know, week. I got so mad when I watched that. Dude. Kids like burying people. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was never a Rey Mysterio. Did you say he's going to be at next no, Northeast Wrestling? Northeast Wrestling, August 1st, baby, with Del Rio. I would love to go to that in uh, Fishkill, New York. It's like Wrestling Under the Stars. They have, it's Where's like their Fish summer slam. Where the hell is that? Um, from here? Uh, from here, I don't know. I'm thinking about from Connecticut. I don't know where it is. I know it's near Amsterdam. It might be, I don't know how far away it is from New York, though. From New York City. Uh, but that'd be a nice little trip. All in the New York area, right before SummerSlam. Me and Booyaka Booyaka, 619, Rey Mysterio. That'd be nice. I gotta go watch his matches now, because after last week's show, I went back to my dorm, and then I'm like, I'm listening to his theme like on a repeat. I love, I know Cam was singing the old theme song a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a the ago. new, the old I like the new great. one though. The great old one's better. I know. A little bit better. I know, I like the new one by P.O.D. That's a really good song. I think it's a great theme. Who's Every single time. Jumping out the sky, Mysterio. <laughs> Here uh, we go. Great song. You can check out his documentary on the network, right? It's Not the, the good one. Not the good one. Not I have the good, the good one. one on DVD. That's the only place you can get it. You have to get it from RJ because they don't sell it anymore. And I'm like, I think it's on the network or on the WWE shop. I know they, they were doing sales on DVDs yesterday too. I'm like, I'll get a DVD like sometimes. Like if, I, if it's a good pay-per-view, like I'll get like WrestleMania 30, I got because I love that show. It's on the network. I know. Just... I'm a fool like that because I like to have it on DVD. Oh, okay. I know. That's just the way I roll, though. But like like RJ said, you can check it out, nextairwrestling.net. My cheap plugs, at WrestleRant, on the Twitter. Um, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash graham.gsm.matthews. And then no live 365 because we're not going to be going live next week. It's all going to be up on nextairwrestling.net every single Tuesday. No set time. I really have no idea. It depends what the summer schedule brings. But it will be up every Tuesday through September. Hopefully our first week back will be maybe not the night after Labor Day, maybe the week after that. So that's about four months from now. A lot of cool stuff going on in the meantime. Summer Slam in August. Hashtag bring back Batista. Another shout-out to Cam. That makes it like the fourth or fifth or the twelfth of the night. But Cam deserves it. Hashtag feed me more. He's a fellow Ryback fan, so he deserves all the shout-outs in the world. But like I said, that is WrestleRant Radio, folks. Thanks for joining us for another great semester. And I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for all your support and have a great summer.